I V M. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Monish, and as usual, I'm joined by Nishant. Hey. We are recording this right after the Mavs and the Nuggets game, and that went into overtime. We had a pretty interesting game, a uh, pretty interesting day actually. The Lakers lost, the 76ers lost. We had an overtime. Kyrie went missing. We'll <laughs> talk all about that on today's episode. It's going to be a fun talk, uh, especially. It's always going to be fun when Kyrie is involved, yep. isn't it? But first up, I think uh, let's cover the Balkan battle that took place in Denver right now. Uh, the Mavs and the Nuggets went into overtime. We had a buzzer beater, Jokic putting out. Incredible numbers yet again, but Denver losing their season getting worse by the day. Yeah. Uh, the Mavs though uh, are now four four. Their 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 future looks pretty brighter than it was a week ago because uh, sure. KP is returning. He travelled with the team. Uh, Luca confirmed that he's started scrimmaging. He's going to be back pretty soon. The Mavs. Do you think they're going to end up in the top three, top four? Now that they're, they'll push their way up there. Now that. Their team, the boys are back. Yeah, um, top four. It, it, without Porzingis, I don't see that happening. Um, mm-hmm. Let's. I, but, but we knew that anyway. Like top four, top eight, whatever it was, we knew two things about the Mavs, right? That they're going to the playoffs no matter what, mm-hmm. even if it's Luca just willing his way through. They're going to the playoffs, and if Porzingis comes back, they're a formidable force in the playoffs. These were literally the only two thoughts anyone could have on the Mavs. Luka MVP, not MVP. Honestly, at this stage, doesn't matter. He's he's obviously going to have a bright career, fitness uh, being on his side, and and he'll pick up those MVPs at some point in his career. But but right now, I think the team should be focused on a ensuring they get to the playoffs and b mm-hmm. integrating Porzingis into their team and making sure that he has a a consistent run of form and fitness. Uh, do they look better than they did before? Yeah, sure. Uh, and and we spoke about this last week about how Powell now. Sort of sees his role diminished to an extent because of his lack of defense, and Kleber will start rising more and more as long as Porzingis is off this team. Kleber really is the man on defense. Mm-hmm. They really need him to show up and show up. He did in the fourth quarter and even in overtime. Couple of yep, clutch yep, interventions, yep. interceptions, um, made some great runs, offensive rebounds when their team needed it the most. Like mm-hmm. this, this guy's a force in the paint, and he can guard the perimeter pretty well as we as we saw. So Kleber gives them that that needed push because otherwise this is a woeful defensive unit. Like Kali Stein can give you some size, but but against a player like the Joker, what do you what do you do really with the like if Willie Kali Stein is your best hope against Jokic, they, they, it's a gone case. As it was for large parts of this game, right? Even the game tying yeah. was a beater. Mm-hmm. I thought the Mavs ran a great play. Luka drew the double team as everyone knew he would. He got the mm-hmm. ball as everyone knew he would. Got that double team. Mm-hmm. Left Kleber open. Uh, great pass to Kleber, uh, bang, right dagger. Yeah. But two point four on the clock, and we were joking about it. If Kobe Bryant was around on the Nuggets, he'd probably walk over to the Mavs bench and say, "You left me too much time," as he famously <laughs> did against Toronto. And sure enough, all they needed was a two to tie, three to win. They got the ball to Jokic. Was there really anyone who thought the ball was not going to Jokic in that entire arena or around the world watching? Got the ball to Jokic. Willie Cauley stands in front of him, and he's staring at him. Like forget a short block, forget pressure or, or you know getting close to your man. Two point four on the clock. Why first are you not sticking to Jokic? What are yeah. you afraid of? That he'll dribble past you. There's two point four on the clock. He has time to catch and shoot. That's about it. Two, forget a short attempt. There's not even a hand up. Like there's not right. even remotely an attempt to make that shot tougher. Let alone attempt to block. Open two pointer. Of course, Jokic is going to hit it and and the game's tied. Right. So the The Mavs are woeful on defense. 
Yep. The Denver Nuggets yep. are all world woeful on defense. <laughs> Second worst in the league. So this was really two shit defenses going up against each other and the Nuggets had the slightly better offense. But Luka showed up, went toe for toe, pound for pound, matched Jokic on points production and then topped mm-hmm. Jokic on defense and, and assists and yep. all of that playmaking. Yep. Luka finally got some help. There was distributed scoring in this game. Finney Smith came up with a few clutch contributions. Hardaway hit a few shots. Cleaver towards the end played second fiddle pretty well. And, and they kind of pulled off a win. That was a close win. Against yeah. a really garbage defensive unit, this match really needed all of overtime for the Mavs to clinch that win. If this is yeah. how they play, they're going to find it a lot tougher against other Western Conference opponents. Even against the likes mm-hmm. of San Antonio, who really are um, outplaying everyone's expectations. So this is a playoff team, sure. Even now it's a playoff team in that West. But but they really need posing his back and, and soon because they need his defensive contribution more than anything else. On offense, we know he's amazing. But they really need his defense right now more than anything else. Yeah, a great game that was Luka and yeah. Jokic both putting up 38 points. The Balkan brothers, as I'd like to call them. Even uh, Mayanovic got... Uh, Double digit score, uh, double digit points. So I think, yeah, they had a, uh, the they had a little the reunion post game, like Luka, Bovan, yes. uh, Jokic, and, and even posing is on the bench. I'm wondering if they if they had a Balkan uh, team versus the US team, who would come out on top? I think the Balkans would really give the US team a big, yeah, it'll, fight. Be a, it'll be a good fight, sure. Yeah, yeah, we should have one of those games in, in the all star weekend or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe, maybe at least in that game, the Latvian laser, as they call him. Might might get to see at least one percent of the ball because right now he, he gets no love between uh, between Bradley Beal and, and Westbrook. There's nothing going to Bertans right now. Maybe at least at least in that Balkans lineup because almost all of them are willful passers. Maybe Bertans will get to put up one shot at least. Man, somebody give him the ball. Give him like two shots in a game, please. <laughs> Talking about two shots in a game. Guess who took twenty five shots today? Karis Levert. He. <laughs> There was no Kyrie, no KD. Karis Levert said, no problem. I'll go ahead and get it done. Yep. He took 25 shots, just scored 9 though. Doesn't matter. Brooklyn came up, triumph, uh, Brooklyn triumphed against the yep. Philadelphia 76ers, whom we kind of predict, what we kind of predicted, right? They have not played the big teams yet. And once they play the big teams, that's when you kind of assume where yeah, Philadelphia are going to finish. Yeah, it was a big team without their two superstars. Yeah, actually even without Dinwiddie. So without their three best players. Yep. Kind of a surprising result that one. Philadelphia now 7-2. Uh, they have Seth Curry, uh, who is now tested positive for COVID. The rest of the team is kind of isolating as well. Uh, things are looking kind of... Uh, yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen now. Yeah, I mean, answer, that's a black box. So let's wait for those events to unfurl. But uh, uh, this result, really, are we, are we surprised? Philadelphia, have they ever been good on the road? This was always a team that... Wins like 39 out of 40 at home and then picks up like two away wins the entire season. This was always that team. Now yeah. in the past, this was because Embiid would sort of load manage on away games and not really put in that level of effort. But I think it, what, what caused them really was, sure, they were playing a second fiddle Brooklyn Nets team. Mm-hmm. But a Brooklyn Nets team that shot 40% from three. I thought they, they did exceedingly well. Harris went off on, on the 76ers. Even in that team, Karis Levert found a way to shoot brick over five from, from, from three in all of his. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, man, they've really specialized in, in having these um, garbage teams with one guard taking 50 million shots and scoring two points. Uh, D'Angelo Russell really started that trend in Brooklyn and, and Levert seems to be following in his shadows. But let's talk about the 76ers though. I think turnovers is what caused them this game. Um, there are mm-hmm. only two things that I want to talk about. One, they're turnovers. Everyone turned the ball over. Right? Tobias yeah. Harris, Embiid, 
Simmons, all of them had four or five turnovers each. Yep. It's like they had a Hall of Fame contest of their own on, on who can <laughs> who can give up possession more. You're not going to win. When when you turn over the ball so many times, resulting in the opponents outshooting you by like 10, 12 attempts, even if they're going to shoot garbage, they're going to win. It's as simple as that. You're not, it just doesn't work. Now, on top of that, if your lead ball carrier and your mm-hmm. starting point guard mm-hmm. finishes with two assists in the game, as Ben Simmons did, that's a gone case. And you're turning over the ball. You really, you're not giving yourself a chance even to compete. Yeah. It didn't help also that they were shooting garbage from three. Seth Curry was out. Um, so it wasn't a good look for the 76ers. It was an away loss, predictably, for the 76ers, though nobody saw it coming against a, a Brooklyn Nets mm-hmm. team that that had Dinwiddie out with a long-term injury, that had KD out to COVID protocols, and that had Kyrie out too well for just being, you know, just Kyrie being Kyrie. He's <laughs> out for God knows what reason. Steve Nash doesn't know, said he texted Kyrie and didn't hear back. It's the most Kyrie thing ever. And and to still lose to that team just shows that Philadelphia on the road just just give up. Don't don't even watch them. Uh, it's going to be kind of interesting, right? Now that the whole team is isolating. Suppose let's suppose that yeah. few of the games get delayed. Now they'll be behind the schedule and they will fall down the table despite yeah. having a higher win percentage. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. do you think that will add up to the pressure of the 76ers? Like not, right now they sit atop the table, le- lesser pressure. But once you're falling down, you kind of want to make it up despite having played right. lesser games. Yeah, I think even with games in hand, if you are seventh or eighth and languishing in the table, now right. it's it's a, it's an exaggerated position because you know you have six seven games over the other teams, right. but it's still a psychological point of stress because then you're playing the scenarios and the worst case scenario start get starts getting amplified and what if you drop some of those games and then yeah. are you really going to finish fifth in the East and and you know the podcasts are talking and everyone's talking and the the burner accounts come out and. Um, so far, at least, the, these teams haven't exactly been the toughest mentally. None of the Philly players have, which is odd because that the, the arena, the crowd, the people of Philadelphia, culturally, mm-hmm. they'll eat you up if you're not, mm-hmm. if you're not up for it. right? And these guys have seen the likes of Allen Iverson walk through their halls. Yep. They don't have time for snowflakes. So it'll be an interesting test for this, uh, for this team. Uh, but, but it sure as hell will be tough if they miss a bunch of games and uh, they haven't left New York. Last we checked, they're all you know sitting back in COVID protocol. And yeah. Seth Curry started, sat on the bench in the uh, first quarter. First quarter. The yes, COVID positive that, lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were joking, right? I mean, uh, most matches, uh, teams have video sessions and post-game, they look at their performance and say, okay, that turnover, we could have avoided that. Or on that play, we could have had this rotation. Uh, the 76ers are going to have their next video session, basically figuring out who all sat next to Seth Curry and who sat too close to Seth Curry in that first quarter? That's pretty much all they're gonna they're gonna review. It's a bad look. Uh, what about Kyrie though? Now uh, reports coming in that he's not on the flight to their next game, which is in Memphis. Uh, how long do you think he's gonna sit out? What is going on with Kyrie? What seeing Kyrie from the last decade? What do you think we can expect from Kyrie? When do you think he'll be back? The only thing you learn from seeing Kyrie for any amount of time is that you never really know what to expect from this guy. <laughs> I mean. At what point do you get sick of it, really? And if he wasn't that good a player, would this even be be tolerated? Because it's it's delusional. I don't want to say it, but it's borderline delusional. He has his own parallel universe up there. I'd suspect drugs, but I don't think it's at play. Yeah, it is a flat universe. Of course it is. Why not? <laughs> and 
I, I don't know at what point you get pissed off as a teammate. Like if Kawhi Leonard's behavior last season pissed off the Clippers and the things he took for granted pissed them off, if James Harden and his behavior pisses off the Rockets, mm-hmm. this guy's as toxic a teammate as can be. I, yeah. It's cute that Karis Levert comes out and says he's our brother, he texted us. You, you know that's bullshit. Nobody on that team had any clue where this guy was or why he didn't show up. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes up with some convoluted nonsense tomorrow about how he feels like what's going on in the world is bigger than basketball and, you know, the sport doesn't matter. Okay, uh, would would you still say that if the Brooklyn Nets said, all right, it's bigger than basketball, we're not going to pay you for this week because you didn't show up. It's easy to sit back making $40 million a year saying, you know, the thing's bigger than the sport. Okay, give up your paycheck then. Do- donate to, to, to some of the causes that you're so passionate about, right? I mean, it's, it's nonsense really. But hey, it's not our place to comment. We can only talk about his game. And if he doesn't show up on the court, there's really nothing to talk about. So True. it's Kyrie being Kyrie until he decides to be otherwise. This guy is just a meme. Uh, and, until yeah. he steps on court, at which point he's box office and he's one of the best players <laughs> in the league. So one way or another, Kyrie, Kyrie never stops entertaining, man. I say all this not- knowing uh-huh. I have a signature sneaker collection right, right behind me in my wardrobe. <laughs> Because it's Kyrie. It's the most Kyrie thing ever. Talking about not showing up, guess who didn't show up today? The Lakers. What What's up with the Lakers? They kind of were unmotivated to play, demotivated to play uh, the Spurs today. Uh, a pretty terrible loss, wouldn't you call it? Because it's a Spurs team. Nobody expects Spurs yeah. to finish in the top 10 in the Western Conference. We probably put them 14th in the league out of 15. It, it looks like they might though. They're playing really well. They beat both the LA teams on consecutive, yeah. in consecutive games. Uh, so Spurs look really motivated, but the Lakers don't look motivated. Do you think that's a problem? Do you think that should be worry, worrying for the Lakers fans? Uh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 18 years now of LeBron just chilling every now and then and everyone doubting and saying, all right, this is the year that we finally see LeBron get exposed. Then he shows up in the postseason and it's kill, 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 slay. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's 18 years of this. We we heard the same thing last year, didn't we? Of yeah, you know, LeBron's aging. We're seeing signs, blah blah blah. And as it turns out, just like any other year, he's just been chilling through the regular season. Wakes up in the postseason, and it's it's just mod. It's savagery after that. And yeah. like he had good games against Portland, Houston, whatever. Yeah. And against Denver also, he kind of let the series go. All that AD is doing his thing. Game winner. It's cute. Mamba shot this, that, and the other, and then. <laughs> When he felt like the series was stretching on a little too much, uh, comes out game five with Laura, shut this down, enough, enough's enough, triple double, just demolishes the the Nuggets. And yeah. same again in the in the finals again. When he felt like the games went on for one game too long, shows up game six, just close out, just smothers the the Miami Heat. Right. So this game, this team is going to live and die by by the performances of their big two, which is LeBron mm-hmm. and AD. And they're the defending champs. They've seen what they can do in the postseason. There's really no reason to doubt unless you see diminished levels of play. Otherwise, unlike the Clippers, this is absolutely a team that can turn it on and flip that switch on whenever they want. But momentum is a thing. You don't mm-hmm. build it overnight, mm-hmm. especially when you need to integrate all your new pieces. So you have Trez Harrell, you have Mark Gasol, you have Dennis Schroeder, and you have Dennis Schroeder who's carrying the ball for the team. A lot of times it's not LeBron anymore. Yeah. And if you need all of that to click, if you need your second unit to come in and contribute, Kuzma still looks clueless as ever. There's, he's on and off. I thought he had a good game today. 
but he's still mm-hmm. on and off doesn't really fit into a system that it's not predictable when he's going to have a good game when he's not and all of these these things take time and effort now would i put it past this team that coach lebron to figure it out no but would i like to see it happen sooner than later yes this mm-hmm. was this wasn't a lakers team that got outplayed this was the lakers team that barely tried at no point were they playing full throttle when they were down 10 when they were down 14 at no point were they playing full throttle um i want to see that changed uh, is it worrisome no not really they're the defending champs they've proven themselves time and again lebron's done this time and again i won't be too yep. worried but but as a fan it's it's disconcerting to see you yourself short changed on effort that's all that is yep uh, in our preseason predictions we had anthony davis as one of our contenders for yep. mvp or and even as defensive player of the year his yep. form has been kind of up and down at the yep. start of the season hasn't yep. it uh, so lot to pick up for ad there he's getting the numbers he's got 23 points 10 rebounds he'll get the numbers but he's not playing like the anthony davis that we know so, yeah i mean westbrook gets numbers right but why, why does he get criticized so much because a lot of times these don't translate to wins and then you get accused of stat padding yep uh ad is not even stat padding at an elite level like you do like westbrook can get triple doubles <laughs> in and out and then you're at least a good stat padder ad yep. just picks up numbers that you know are just easy for him like he gets these in his sleep you know this but can you close out games can you don't want to turn up in the fourth quarter great what were you amazing at last season being a third quarter assassin like he put so many games away in the third quarter they wouldn't even matter in the fourth great can you do that can can we see some win shares maybe um ad really needs to snap out of his slumber they don't have dwight howard or uh, uh, javel mcgee this season to cushion that rebounding margosol mm-hmm. is that guy on on defense and he's a good spacing uh, big and he can give you some stretch uh, capabilities great passing but he's not dwight howard or javel in terms of just being that physical specimen anymore he's not that guy he used to be not anymore that means you're going to need more from from ad and you're going to need more from montrezarl these two have to distribute that that rebounding and defensive load and right now just not seeing enough from ad like the numbers that he has these are better than most players in the league but it's yeah. ad he is better than most players in the league you would expect a whole lot more from him he needs to snap out of his slumber i, I don't think the real ad has shown up yet this season mhm and before we close out this topic uh, any chance for spurs to finish in the top 8 or in a playoff uh, spurs yeah, position I, because they are playing pretty impressive yeah. uh, basketball at the moment yeah derozan looks motivated i i think the biggest problem was does he seem really want to go for it because last season mm-hmm. they just they had slump after slump and and it looked like derozan was out of sorts in that in that team because he'll put in effort and then what like what does that lead to yeah but aldridge seems like he's he's having a comeback here he's mm-hmm. older he's slower but his shooting stroke seems to be back he's swishing shot after shot dejonte mari looks really impressive and all of a sudden as a result um derozan looks motivated mm-hmm. like he's stuffing the stat sheet every match and it's translating to wins unlike some of the other stars yeah paddy mills is shooting it better than ever it, this looks like a good team i'd i'd wager that they they've got a shot at making the playoffs now a uh, lot of good games to look forward to today clippers versus warriors part 2 uh, last time steph curry didn't do well in part 1 against the trail blazers he put on 62 in yeah. uh, part 2 <laughs> so can we expect something similar today it's going to be a tougher task of course it's the clippers one of the best defenses in the league we'll see how that goes another yeah, one of the best uh, one of the best perimeter defenses in the league that yes. that's what makes it so tough for steph curry especially when he has barely has any support kelly True. kelly over junior still breaking every shot including free throws so <laughs> 
it, it's a lot to ask even of an elite point guard because it mm-hmm. is relentless pressure from the clippers right there's it's either paul george or it's kawai both of whom have a huge size advantage on steph curry or it's beverly just being annoying now you can dance circles around beverly if you're steph curry but but it's, it's tough it's it's one guy after another there's no respite on that perimeter so I, i'll be interested if if he can put up like a mid 30s 40 plus game here against the clippers even in a defeat it's mm-hmm. going to elevate him to another level for me in this season not that you know his reputation needs any any elevation of course the lakers have a chance to bounce back immediately they take on the bulls uh, zack levin has been pretty impressive uh, so we'll see how that game goes uh, i think you've been telling this all year long and even yeah, last year that zack levin needs get to get out, out of chicago <laughs> it's so i really weep every time i watch levin toilet out in that in a dog shit team somebody get him out of chicago <laughs> uh the clash of the big men as well uh, jazz take on the bucks yanis goes on yeah. head on to 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 with rudy gobert that's going to be an interesting clash and before i forget the ball brothers take on each other lonzo ball takes <laughs> on lamelo the hornets take on the pelicans in an otherwise inconsequential game yeah yeah but nobody's going to be looking at either of those two the only ball anyone will give a damn is lavar ball after the match and what he has to say about it that's going to be the most fun part and yanis rudy gobert whichever way that contest swings Shaq is going to come out and say he would have done better than both. This of is pretty much of course. So post match is more important than anyway. the actual match in either of these. All right then. Uh that's all for today. It was yeah. great uh, catching up and we'll do this uh again soon after this weekend's games. All right man. Sounds good. Cheers. Bye.